welcome to Dispel Magic, the podcast where we overthink how the magic of D&D might shape your campaign in surprising and unexpected ways. I'm Benjamin, game designer and writer. You can find me on Twitter at Sterling Vermin or elsewhere online at sterlingvermin.com. My name's Dane. I'm a dungeon master, podcaster, and voice actor. You can find me all the same kind of places that you'd find uh, Benjamin at Dane in Danger. Knock, knock. Yeah? Who's there? You gotta let me in now, because I <laughs> cast knock, and that's the... <laughs> the spell's been suppressed. We're doing yeah. arcane lock. Talking about arcane lock. That was a good opener. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's a lock spell. Mm-hmm. It's a spell that locks your door arcanely. <laughs> With magic. With magic. What made you think that, about this one? This was a spell I thought of early on last season and kept looking at it and couldn't really figure out. Couldn't wrap your head around it. Right. And I think now that we've taken some other spells to some weird places, I started to appreciate some of the weird stuff you could do with this spell. Weird places are our our bread and butter around yeah, here. That's so true. I got some weird, I got some weird places. Okay. Say no more, uh, except what I've written down for you to read. <laughs> do as you're, do as you're told. Yes. And write and read the spell description. Okay. I will. Here's the spell description. You touch a closed door, window, gate, chest, or other entryway, and it becomes locked for the duration. You and the creatures you designate when you cast the spell can open the object normally. You can also set a password that, when spoken within five feet of the object, suppresses this spell for one minute. Otherwise, it is impassable until it is broken or the spell is dispelled or suppressed. Casting knock on the object suppresses arcane lock for ten minutes. While affected by this spell, the object is more difficult to break or force open. The DC to break it or pick any locks on it increases by 10. Interesting. Interesting. A lot, a lot of wordy kind of ins and outs to this spell. Yeah. So no episode has ever taken me more time to put together notes for than this spell, because this is probably the worst written spell in 5e. Not the worst spell in 5e, but no. the worst written spell. 5e it took me forever to figure out what it was even trying to do yeah i mean like i didn't know if that second paragraph was telling you what it means that the door is locked like how how it's mechanically implemented or if it's in addition to the to the door being locked but if it's it feels kind of tagged on yeah so it's just one sentence after a full paragraph and then they're like oh by the way Right. Well, and if the door is arcanely locked hmm. and casting knock or using a password suppresses the spell, then why does it matter that the spell also increases the DC of other locks on the door? Because the spell will be suppressed. If you get around arcane lock, you've suppressed the spell. And in which case, does that DC increase? Persist. Persist. DC I, to break it as well. So yeah. the entire structure is imbued with this so, arcane. Yeah. So ultimately, my interpretation, the interpretation we're going to roll with today, yeah. is that when you cast arcane lock on something, it is magically locked. You can only circumvent that via the methods outlined in the first paragraph. So that's the password being a designated creature or casting the knock spell. So those are the ways. In addition to that, separate from that, even if you suppress the spell... 
these other things are still true, that the DC to break it open or force it open or pick any other locks on it increases by 10. I guess. <laughs> That's still only a guess. I Even that doesn't totally make sense, but it's the only way I can make sense of why all of the information that's in this spell is in it. I'm sure there's a tweet somewhere from Jeremy Crawford. I tried. (laughs) No. Everyone, please tweet at Jeremy Crawford. uh, He he doesn't answer those questions anymore, actually. Yeah, Yeah, so they use this to lock up treasure. Yeah, I mean, I guess the expected uses are that you lock up treasure and that when you are breaking into a dungeon, the wizard's room has an arcane lock so that mm-hmm. uh, he or she or they can have the privacy he or she or they want when doing uh, the wizard things that they do. Or Those the... wizard things they do. Yeah. I, th- I brought up that escaping the dungeon as well. So if you're being pursued by someone, you'd, you'd be casting this on doorways. I thought of that as well. Um, I think... One thing that makes this a little different than a lot of other indefinite duration spells that we cover is that this is an action. So, right. yes, it totally does work as an escape On thing. the fly. You're running out of the dungeon and you slam the door behind you and cast Arcane Lock and all of a sudden you've made it very complicated to follow you. Wait, the troll regenerates? Let's g- 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 get out of here. And then and then you just start slamming doors, mm-hmm. locking them left yeah. and right. Right. Get rid of the, get a, Get away from that troll. The, yeah. It's regenerating. The troll's regenerating, and you don't want to be there yeah. anymore. You're going to die. <laughs> With your level, well, well it's second level. I guess. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a low It's a low, low spell. So, I mean, like, third level, you don't want to run into a regenerating troll. So, you are, you're going to cast Arcane Lock. This is what you're going to do. I do wonder what building you're in where there's a troll inside the building, though. Dungeons. A troll? Sure. How big is the door? It's big. They don't specify. No, it doesn't how specify. Big. That's the actually doors. really good, and I had not thought about that. But that's hilarious that you could just build like the most massive door ever, like a huge door. Put a door into mountains. Drawbridge. And then mountain door. Yeah. And then cast that, and all of a sudden, people have to climb the mountain because you put a massive door between the mountains. That's great. That changes the world. That does change the world. I encourage you to put that in your next campaign. Giant doors. A giant door. Protecting this mountain, it's 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 t- DC is ten higher to knock down. It's a like three hundred foot door, but it's ten now. It's ten, ten higher ah, to knock it down. It was thirty. Now it's forty. Yeah. that's how math works. You add it together. Um, uh, explained in the show notes, you talk about tiny chests. We we've talked about giant doors. What about tiny chests? Yeah. So I thought that that would be a good way to ship things in a very. Um, Discreet. Discreet, thank you. Mm-hmm. A very discreet way is make tiny chests that aren't like a pain to, to move mm-hmm. and cast and put whatever you're going to put in it and then cast Arcane Lock on it. Since you can designate creatures that can open it normally still, you can just designate only the recipient that you intend for it to be able to open it normally. Would you be able to cast this on a tiny chest, put a chain and a handle on it, and then make that into a flail? Because it's harder now and lighter. It's not any harder. No. It is harder. It's not harder. It's harder to break open. It's not harder in like as a, it doesn't have more mass. It's not. uh, More difficult to break. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you could do that if you wanted to, if you wanted to get a tiny chest, cast arcane lock on it, connect a chain to it and use that as a weapon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wouldn't make any sense, but 
You could. But you could do it. I might. It's a fun idea. The... <laughs> I would actually rather basher. have like a mimic on a on the end of a chain. All I think right. that would be a fun weapon. Let's write that weapon. Sure. It's a fun weapon. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's get down to some economics. Oh, your discussion. favorite. My yeah. favorite. I should have gone into the gold, economics. The silver. Yeah. yeah. Supply chain. Invisible hand of the market. Market basket. Yeah. Yeah. This is like uh ASMR for economics people. Right? Yeah. Do I know what ASMR is? I don't think I do. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I meant when I'm, yeah, you know what I meant. Um, Getting goosebumps just listening to all all the gold talk. All those words. All those money words. Locks in 5e cost 10 gold pieces and can be picked with a successful DC 15 dexterity check using thieves tools. They're reasonably difficult to pick and you have to have the right tools to do it. Arcane lock is 15 gold pieces more expensive and it cannot be picked, and it makes your door a ton harder to knock down if they choose to go that route. So unless you really need that extra 15 gold pieces for something, it's always going to be better to hire someone to cast Arcane Lock for you than it is to just buying a mundane lock. So most people with like upper middle class people would be hiring this hedge wizard to... This hedge mage to come around and, and it's cast difficult this to say there. because the economics of D and D don't make any sense at all. But if you can afford to buy a lock you can for ten gold this. pieces, you can afford this, yeah. and you would be much better off buying this. So, what's stopping a castle from having every single door? Be I arcane think locked? most castles, yeah, would have every single door. Every arcane single lock. lock. I mean, maybe maybe less so every single door. But like you can imagine once you get into private quarters, yeah. all of those are, are locked. Like there would be a whole wing of the castle where every single door is designated or password. And the designated people are just like the nobles that live there. And the password is probably different for different Levels almost tiers of clearance. Of clearance. Yeah, yeah, tiers of clearance. Where like I'm an amber level, right, so yeah. I can get all the way to the bed chamber. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I, th- I do think most wealthy people probably have their homes pretty extensively arcane kitted locked, out with yeah. arcane lock. Yeah. Even though I think most people are going to arcane lock all their doors, the spell seems to have this additional effect even when, if you get past the arcane lock, which is that it increases the DC to pick the locks by 10. Mm-hmm. And so it really, there's no reason not to just throw like three locks on a door in addition, because then even if you buy that, 10 gold piece, 15 DC lock. You've made it so that somebody has to get through your arcane lock. So they have to note, figure out what your password is. Mm-hmm. And then they have to unlock three DC 25 locks to get into whatever you're doing. It's impassable. You might as well just burn the whole thing down or something. Right. Um, so so what's good about that is that it encourages people to make a lot of noise. Yeah. So make themselves known as they're trying to break into your house. So Would reduce and large work on these doors? That are already have a that already have a spell on them. I suppose it would, yeah. Reduce. I mean, enlarge wouldn't because sure. uh, it doesn't. It only grows to fill the space. Uh, but reduce. Would. Reducing these these doors. Yeah, that's something to think about. Yeah, probably unintended. And I could see a DM saying like, "It doesn't work like that. Yeah. You can't do that." But rules is written. But rules is written. It's hard to justify why it wouldn't do that. Why it wouldn't work. 
get, to get, get around all those fucking yeah. doors. Because as we talked about, one of the most difficult things in D&D to do is sometimes getting through that ding-dang door. Yeah. And that, in that case, you probably don't want to build a 300-foot tall door. Because if you shrink it, it's going to be 150. And then you've got a like 50-50 chance it's going to fall towards you as opposed to away from you. Um, and you'd probably die. You'd probably die you'd from, probably from die. making a small door. Yeah. Death by small door. Which I guess then still means that making a 300-foot door works as a measure of protection because people don't want to risk shrinking it and it landing on them. Hello, friends. Dane here saying thank you for listening and sharing our show. Telling other people about Dispel Magic is the best way for us to grow, along with you rating and reviewing our show on whatever podcast app you use. We've also revamped our Patreon. Benjamin is writing monthly spells. There's a behind-the-screen show where we talk about our home games, along with other little extras we'll be sprinkling in here or there. So, if you like the show, please tell a friend, rate and review, and check out our Patreon. Thanks again for listening, and happy spelling. Benjamin, uh, you you love your thieves' guilds. I do. The only thing I love as much as I love economics and math are thieves' guilds. And so... One of those you're really good at, though. <laughs> we'll leave it to the listener to figure out which. Basically, I mean, well, you know, it kind of follows anything that where there's like a financial incentive to do something or where there's a, some kind of economic interest, thieves are going to follow. In this case... It, when Arcane Lock becomes a very popular way of securing your home, especially by nobles, then there's going to be a market for passwords to those doors, mm-hmm. to those Arcane Locks. And that's where I can picture either like compromised Arcane Locksmiths who mm-hmm. are selling passwords to, to the Thieves' Guilds or are a member of the Thieves' Guild themselves anyway and so are providing this to their crew. Crooked. Or yeah. you have street urchins who hang out near doors just listening uh, just listening like hanging out in the bushes and the trash <laughs> waiting to catch the password when somebody walks by and then they try to sell it susan ears right with the I big mean, ears i She's, mean you got, she'll hear anything you got scrying so there's a lot of ways people might try to spy on and hear that password to, right. to get it and then there's a market for it because thieves want access to those buildings Ooh. and that's become a lot harder with arcane lock Dang, dang Arcane Lock making it harder for the thieves of the world. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's we shouldn't uh, shouldn't be hard for thieves to do what they do. No. You know, they got to eat just like everybody else. It also gives another good reason for thieves guilds to be hiring um, or incorporating mages into their um, ranks. 100%. Because, you know, you want somebody with knock to break through all these things uh, if you don't want to, if you don't have the time to acquire all the right passwords or whatever else. Especially because one counter nobles or merchant guilds can do to this idea of a password market is to start flooding the market with false passwords. Mm. So <laughs> sure. So then you're paying urchins to sell fake passwords to doors. The countermeasures. Right. Yeah. Right. And so people never like a would-be thief or burglar never knows if they're buying a bunk, a bunk <laughs> password or not, which really, you know, probably reduces the likelihood they're going to spend money on a password. Yeah, for such a simple spell, it really complicates. Yeah. the ins and outs yeah. of thievery and security. Yeah, yeah. So another way you can secure these doors, if you didn't want to 
flood the password with or flood the password market with fake passwords. It's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. It's just to occasionally have arcane lock dispelled and recast with a new password. You should you dispel the magic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> dispel magic. <laughs> Although that's pretty expensive. Honestly, you should yeah. just buy false passwords. I mean, you should just pay urchins to save false passwords. Also, it's good to give urchins something to do, you know? Urchins need direction. Yeah. Or else what are they going to do? They're, right. they're going to go to school? What are they What are they going to do? Right. Learn a trade? Oh, give them, give them, give them some money to exactly. run around. Do urchin things. Do urchin things. Tying their pants with uh, potato sacks and things like that. Right. They got to get that... Hemp, 50 feet of hemp rope so they can tie their potato sack pants. Otherwise, if the urchins in your town all have pants down around their ankles, it's because your nobles aren't paying them to spread false passwords. passwords. Yeah. That's that's how this could change the world. Yeah. <laughs> you got a bunch of stingy nobles. Yeah. So the the final kind of countermeasure to, to this uh, password market that I thought of would be to have a magic mouth set up nearby the door so that when you say the password the mouth says the name of the door that you're opening mm. and then that repeats on the on a chain of magic mouths like we previously talked about back to some kind of central room where there's a guard mm-hmm. just waiting there to hear what doors are being opened by uh, by passwords and so he can immediately dispatch someone to make sure that that door is only being opened by an authorized person it's kind of like you know, that room in movies where there's a security guard watching cameras. Panic room. But, well, not a panic room. It's like where oh, yeah, the, the security, security office. Yeah, the yeah. security office where he's like watching cameras. But in this case, he's like listening for the magic mouth to pop up and say like. It's just a wall front of door mouths. Open. Yeah, <laughs> just a wall of mouths. That's terrifying. Yeah, wall of mouths would be a good spell. Wall of mouths. Yeah. Hmm. What would it do? I... Now, as soon as I'm thinking about it, I regret that I, t- I mentioned it, actually. And I think we should move on quickly. Sure. Fair enough. For everyone's sake. Now, Dane, you had mentioned that you have a vampire in your campaign before. I have. Yeah. Uh, people people want to try and play vampire sometimes. It doesn't always work out for them. Right. Especially when there's yeah, <laughs> spells so, like arcane Yeah. Locker so I had this idea that if there was a vampire bothering a village, there wouldn't really be a need to go kill it. You just like wait until it's sleeping in its coffin and then you arcane lock the coffin and your vampire problem is solved. Right. Keep them in there. I guess you could throw it into running water if you really wanted to, like, solve the problem. But he's arcane locked in there. Maybe you'd need a vampire at some point in the future. So this way, if you have it, if you need it, you have it. If you need it, you have it. Vampire in a can. Just pop pop it open. Yeah, I mean, I guess there could be a market for vampires then. A whole... Sell a locked coffin with a a ravenous vampire inside. I just, when you need that bad boy, here's the password, pop it open. You, you drop it in a crowd, a, a crowd that you don't like. Right. A bad crowd. <laughs> Maybe like a, a rival's ball or something. Mm-hmm. Have it have it go ham. Yeah. On, really ruin the party. Vampire in a can at your rival's ball. Say the password. Kill them all. <laughs> That's what they say. I was, I'm snapping at my own uh, poem there. So <laughs> Good poem. Thank you. Um, That's a ridiculous example, but any time you were fighting or any time you 
happened upon a villain who was chilling in their room, you could just lock, lock them, them in there. <laughs> like as long as they don't have knock or dispel magic and they're in their room, you know, most rooms have one door in and out like personal bedrooms and stuff. So yeah. it's a just, war of attrition at that yeah, point. Lock them so. in and be like, Hey, we'll give you food as soon as you surrender. Come on, sucker. Let's hear it. White flag. Slide your confession under the door and this can all be over. Exciting campaign. Yeah. <laughs> Creatures you designate. That's some, that's some wishy-washy language. Yeah. I, I mean, I would not be surprised if a DM wanted you to name specific creatures. Mm-hmm. And that's what it means by designate. But you could designate things in other ways, like saying all of my descendants mm. or all members of the royal family or whatever else. In that case, it opens up some really fun ideas for Arcane Lock because you could have something locked until the legendary hero is reborn or whatever else. So you could like designate a category of person that's not even in existence right now to kind of... But one day, they have, might Yeah, be. to have a kind of MacGuffin hidden. Sure. Like if you wanted to give your party access to something and it kind of makes no sense that other people didn't have it yet. It's been, ar- it's arcane, been arcane locked. Ar- arcane locked and yeah. waiting for the heroes of prophecy or whatever else. Right. Uh, and then there's a built-in fetch quest there to yeah. find the password. To... Well, you wouldn't need to find the password if you were... Well, right, but I, I'm saying in in other ways. For sure, yeah. Uh, uh, or if it's the one person who did the lock and they're somewhere else in the world, you fetch them to to open the yeah. door for you. Or you get to third level and you cast knock on it. Yeah, I guess so, huh? Yeah. yeah. Just it's bust kind of that. The, yeah. Just bust that wide open. Kind of the bummer of the whole thing. <laughs> um. Now, I, now Dane, I, you you had an idea, right? I'd like you to share your idea because I think you were really proud of it, and I want to hear I, it. I I don't know if I was proud of it, but you I definitely pr- okay, you looked proud when you said it. Though my my chest, speaking of chests, my chest puffed up, all my, my chin was in the air, mm-hmm. and I said, "Benjamin, arcane lock has some really interesting applications." Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell us your idea. Well, let me tell you, if you got a door frame mm-hmm. and then a door in it, mm-hmm. and then you cast this on that, okay, you got a door shield. Now walk me through that, okay? Because you got because you got me on the whole. There's a door, and you cast arcane lock. That's what we've been talking about the entire episode. But now you're saying it's a shield, and I don't get that. What do you, can you say? What you mean? Sure. So the DC to break it's higher, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So you're saying that all those times that you normally would get targeted to break your shield, it would be harder because in this case, it's a door. It's a locked, it's an it's arcane locked door. door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's lighter too, because it's uh, made of wood. So harder to break. Right. But now when it, it what gets really interesting, uh-huh. Benjamin. Okay. What if you started making armor out of chests? Right. Then it would be hard to get you out of that armor. That's a very cool idea. No, but it'd be harder to break that armor. Right, but so you're saying it's common in your games for people to break your armor? No, I guess not, but uh, I just really like the idea of a of a person completely dressed in chests. 
I'm not done. Oh, okay. I'm not even close okay. to being done. Well, let's all support Dane while he comes up with another idea. Go ahead, Dane. So, we talked about giant doors. We did. We haven't talked about giant chests. Chests that you could... So, wall of mouths, giant chest. It's going to be a list of phrases that we're banned <laughs> from saying. All from a lock spell, yeah. too, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, House-sized chest. You lock... You lock the chest. Right. Because now it's not just the door that's difficult to break. It's the whole house. You can't... Yeah. You can't throw a boulder at it. It's too hard. It's too hard to to do that. I'm imagining an entire town made of chest houses. Chest town. So, like, would you walk up a, a flight of stairs outside the house... And then open the chest and then like descend onto the end back down into the main floor. It really seems like a dollhouse type of situation. Yeah, like it I would think look a lot like, like a dollhouse. Yeah. yeah. A whole town of that. And and nobody could come Okay. Like top break of your head. Down. Yeah. You have to name this this town. What is the name of this town? Chest town. Chest town, jeez. Okay. You can't say chest town. Say a different what? thing. What? You can't say Okay. Um Latchville. Latchville is better. Thank you. I would also accept Chestburg. Chestburg, straight ahead. Yeah. If you were sailing a vessel and it was about to meet an untimely end, you could say Chestburg right ahead. <laughs> Some somebody put a giant arcane locked chest in the in the ocean, and we're about to hit it. And it's too it's too tough. It, it won't break. That, yeah. If... Well, yeah. There you go. Actually, that's uh, would be a valid reason for an unsinkable ship to sink. If it hit an unbreakable chest. Unless you made your ship out of a chest and you arcane locked it. My brain just did a full reboot. Didn't, Folks, I don't think we're going to top that one. Didn't you know? think about that one, did you, Benjamin? If you have any more ideas about what you or your friends could do with arcane lock to spruce up your campaign, please let us know. You can find us on Twitter at Dispel Magic Pod. Personally, I want to know the different things you'd make out of chests. Yeah. Would you live in Chestburg? How much do you think the average home costs? Please, Latchville. In Latchville. <laughs> Anything else that comes to mind? Let us know. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again after your next long rest. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Dispel Magic. If this has inspired any ideas for your game, or you have another take on today's topic, please let us know on Twitter, at DispelMagicPod. You can find Benjamin at Sterling Vermin and Dane at Dane in Danger. Thank you to Slim Mittens for our cover art, produced by Benjamin Huffman, produced and edited by Dane Fox McGraw. Mm-hmm.